the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There's a message true and glad for the sinful and the sad. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. It will give them courage new. It will help them to be true. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. Good afternoon, folks, and welcome back to another episode of Redeeming the Time. I'm your host, Chris Macy. And I'm the minister here with the North Valley Church of Christ. Now, today we're joined here by my cell phone with Sage Bridges. Sage is a friend of mine. I met him when he was preaching up at Prescott, Arizona. Graduate from the Bear Valley School of Preaching. I think that's Bear Valley Bible Institute, where Denny Petrillo is the president there. And we have him here on phone. He's going to be taking a look at a couple of passages with us. He's uh, in Texas now, married, one child. Uh, well, what's the name of the congregation you're at, Sage? The Creekside Church of Christ. Creekside Church of Christ. And you've been there for what? Are you? That's not a, not a year yet. How long have you been there now? Nope it's uh, it's been almost four months, I believe. Now we we started on April. Uh, about mid-April, April 21st, I think was the, the official date, but uh, we've, we've only been here a little while. We're just getting started. All right. Yeah, I uh, follow you on Facebook. I know things are going well there because I saw that they had trashed your office for you just the other day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's kind of a running uh, joke going on. I'm a, I'm a California boy, so I'm a, I'm a huge Dodger fan, and uh, the Texas uh, natives here uh, don't take too kindly to that. So they, they like to give me a hard time about it. But uh, the Texas Ranger birthday decoration. <laughs> oh, that's what, okay, so, I was worried about that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, that's good. That, yeah. When they do something like that, that means they really like you and uh, they feel like they can uh, uh, be, be a little more open with those same kind of things with you. That's, that's a good sign. Glad things are going well. How is your, your wife and your little one? Yes, sir. Uh, they're doing great. They they really like uh, like Texas and uh, Carson. Um, he uh, he fits right in, and he, he's a, a little social butterfly. And uh, a lot of the, a lot of the members there here love him already, and it's it's just been really great so far. Alexis uh, is getting adjusted, and you know it's it's different than anywhere we've ever lived, but it's it's been a blessing so far. The the members here have really made us feel at home and welcome, and uh, it really has worked out well so far awesome yeah very good i am so glad to hear that well i've asked sage to come on here he did a lesson on sunday morning he was telling me a little bit about that from joshua chapter one what a great passage uh, I'm, not, I'm sure uh we've all heard lessons mm-hmm. from that and we, we've looked at it and studied it, but it's always good to go back and revisit that and i've asked him to to bring that lesson to to us this afternoon now i might throw a few questions out there for him but when you when you approach this, uh, we were, I was asking you about this a second ago before we started the recording. You did it expositorily, topically, or textually. You, you think more textual. How um, how did you open up? What was your introduction? How did you introduce this to to your your congregation on Sunday? 
Well, I I started out by focusing on uh, really what I believe uh, uh, God focuses on when he's, when he's commissioning Joshua for uh, for his new role and responsibility. Uh, and I, I really started out by talking about, uh, you know, our fears. Uh, if you look at the commission of Joshua, you see throughout the commission itself, uh, God repeatedly reminding Joshua to be uh, strong and courageous and things of that nature and uh, to not be frightened or afraid. And, and he, he sort of seems to, to repeat that. And, and really the only reason why God would do that is because uh, Joshua would probably be at this point in time uh, in a really frightening situation, um, you know, so I, I really wanted to start out this lesson by talking about, you know, some fears that we experience, because uh, even though in this culture we have uh, different fears, uh, maybe we uh, aren't as uh, familiar with some of the kind of fears that Joshua we would have been facing, that doesn't necessarily mean that we wouldn't uh, have fears of our own. Uh, you know, for example, we uh, seem to have an increasingly amount or increasing amount of individuals who are uh, more introverted. So you may have a, a fear of of just social situations. Uh, maybe you have a, a fear of of public speaking, which is actually a really common fear, uh, or maybe even just a fear of of responsibility. Um, you know that you know when you when you think about responsibility, the the things that come with it. Uh, one of the things that seems to always be closely connected to responsibility is uh, is criticism. You know, it kind of opens others to criticize you and to, uh, maybe even uh, put you down a bit or discourage you. But uh, but for that reason, it, it kind of becomes a, a big uh, source of, of fear in our minds. So when we think about uh, our fears and how they might affect us, uh, they can really, in a lot of ways, be something that gets in the way of us fulfilling our responsibilities to God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, there there are more people, or there are people who are, I guess, uh, I guess less afraid of certain things than others. Some people are, are would probably consider themselves to be extroverts. Maybe they don't consider themselves to be normally afraid of social situations. But, but how would someone overcome that fear? Uh, and really allow them to uh, to branch out and kind of uh, well, really maybe even recognize some some potential that they didn't even know that they had. Um, that's that's kind of the way that I wanted to introduce this lesson. Um, you know, when you look at uh, the way that Joshua was commissioned, it was something that um, you know it, it was something that would have been very intimidating to him. Of course, he wasn't uh, himself completely brand new to leadership or anything like that but you know if you can imagine uh there's some 200 or two uh 600,000 people uh that were that were brought up in the census that was done by Moses uh that, which means there've probably been somewhere over 2 million people when you consider women and children um and you being picked to now bring people into the promised land you being the person who's responsible uh for for bringing God's people into the promised land. Yeah, absolutely, you know, quite I, intimidating. I want to interject on that one right there. There's a few things I want to say. Um, I like that, you're, and you're and you're absolutely right. Uh, that that phrase, and we all know that that's constantly uh, stated throughout there in chapter one. Be strong, courageous. Be strong and very courageous. Uh, he's got a, a huge amount of responsibilities being laid on his shoulders his whole life. You know, he's. 
He's been the servant to Moses. Moses has been the guy. And what 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 shoes to fill? And not only right. that, but to top it all off, right before Moses was, was gone, God had Moses give a teach, I should say, teach Israel this song there in chapter 33 of Deuteronomy, right before he died. He said, here's a song I want mm-hmm. you to teach Israel about how they're going to fall away. You're all going to fall away. You're going to uh, uh, leave me. And to hear that, right. Josh will be to be part of that. Now he's thinking, "What?" And now I have to take over. Is it? Is it? Are they going to follow away because of me? Uh, am I going to be the? I can see all these things popping up in his mind, wondering, "Am I the right guy?" And so he does all this and, and brings that into his mind. And so God comes in to give him this encouragement. And that phrase, "Be strong and courageous," that's the same phrase that God told Joshua in Deuteronomy that Moses tells Joshua mm-hmm. in Deuteronomy, that God tells him here, and then Joshua's going to take that phrase and tell it to Israel as they're working through uh, the, the promised land. Very good. I like that. Good introduction. But you really bring that to life there. I, good job. Now, you, you said you brought you, uh, did you say you have, what, three, three main points you, you created for this? Yes, sir. So I, I broke this, uh, commission uh, down if you look at Joshua chapter 1 and verses 1 through 9, uh, I really broke it down into three different parts uh, I focused uh, the first uh, couple of verses on, on uh, uh, studying Joshua's purpose the purpose that was given to him uh, then as you see the text continue on, you see this transition into uh, the promises that were given to Joshua and then finally uh, God really focuses on uh, the plan that he gave to Joshua, that he didn't just leave him empty-handed, but he, he gave him a plan to follow. Um, and, of course, you can't really summarize an entire plan in, in a couple of verses, but he gives them, I believe, a, a few or really a couple of fundamental things to think about as he, as he moves forward. So uh, I, I started to break it down uh, that way, and the text really... Uh, the text really brings uh, each one of those elements out very well. Um, when, when you did this lesson, were you um, were you thinking about yourself? <laughs> I mean, here especially, I was, yeah, yeah, because you just finished, like for example, you finished up at Bear Valley, and you go into your first work there in Prescott. Now you're there in in Texas. I mean, how intimidating that that is, right? You know, you think about what it what it takes, or the you know the the things that are expected of us when we step into a leadership position, you you always have those doubts of uh, of feeling whether or not you're you're adequate, whether or not you're going to uh, be effective. You know who's who's going to listen to me? Who's you know do I even have anything of value to say? And you, you kind of you know can get caught up in this this self doubt, and and really it brings about this element of fear in everything that you do. You know when you get up to speak, I, I'm afraid because I feel like I you know I'm just not going to, to say the right things or nobody's going to care to listen to what I have to say or, you know, you have this fear that you're going to say something wrong, uh, well, that you're going to do something wrong or that somebody's going to criticize you. Yeah, yeah. or you, or you say, you, you give this lesson and then people come up and say, well, you're you're getting there, you know? Right, <laughs> I, I yeah. Had, I had that phrase a couple of times and that is discouraging. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's discouraging and, and you know, uh, and, and really, you, you think that uh, that you're isolated, or at least at the moment, in the moment, you feel isolated when those kinds of things happen. But really, anyone who steps into a leadership position is going to face 
this you know similar uh, thing, similar obstacles that, that Joshua had to overcome if he was going to be successful. So even though this commission doesn't directly apply to us uh, in that we're not responsible for bringing people into a, a, a earthly land that it was promised you know way back when it, it, even though that specific commission isn't uh, isn't our commission it, there's still a lot of things that we can learn from it because Joshua had to overcome these obstacles just like just like we do well I, absolutely I mean he, he's uh, he's being put into the leadership position over God's people. And God's telling, okay, I want right. you to lead my people, bring them into this land. I'm going to be there. Don't worry. I'm, I'm going to be with you just like I was with Moses. But you're going to lead the way and help guide them and keep them in me from falling away. And that's ex- exactly the, the role of elderships and the role mm-hmm. of the preacher. The preacher's uh, job is to keep people in God and bring people into that pro- proverbial promised land into Christ bringing a, a, a knowledge of the, the Word of God into their minds and hearts. So I, I see a, a very strong parallel here between uh, this, this commission and for leaders today still as well. So, okay, what, what, do you have your points there before you? What are the three points? What are their titles for those? Did, did you already say that? Did I miss that? Yeah, no, I, 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 did, uh, I did say it briefly. Uh, the, the first point was, Focusing on Joshua's purpose, the, the 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 purpose that Joshua was given moving forward. So you can, uh, you know, you can say either Joshua's purpose or his goal or just the main objective of what God told him to do. Uh, but the but verse one and two really focus on on what's Joshua Joshua's purpose moving forward. Uh, the the second point, you know, again, it, as the text moves on, it God starts to break down. Okay, I, you have this purpose now. Here's Here's sort of the why behind your uh, your objective, this this uh, this goal that I'm putting in front of you. I, I've given these promises, and, and of course these are uh, promises that that predate Joshua and his leadership, but uh, they're still valid today. And, and God reminds some of those promises, hopefully, you know, as a motivation for him moving forward. And then he sort of uh, God really starts to get into the plan that. They has for Joshua, hmm. uh, so that's that's kind of how uh, this lesson was broken down. Um, really, how this text is is organized. Right. Um, but as we start looking at the the purpose of Joshua, you know, again, as I, I mentioned before, uh, you you see that Joshua was someone who was not brand new to leadership. Uh, he was. Uh, in a in a major leadership role, uh, as far as the defense goes, on the way to Mount Sinai, you read about that in Exodus chapter seventeen, verse eight through sixteen. Uh, he was uh, he was Moses' assistant throughout the wilderness period in Exodus chapter twenty four and verse thirteen. You start to see that some, uh, and he's he's someone that was in a leadership position, but now he has this this new purpose of of being the perfect the person to bring individuals into the promised land and and he's he no longer has moses to depend on he no longer has um he no longer has somebody uh that's that's in front of him kind of leading the way he's he's now responsible for uh for being that front runner for being that leader uh-huh. um and and you know the way that that applies to us chris and, and like i said that our purpose is a little different of course uh, and this one was specific specifically for joshua but 
the way that the, the, this really applies to New Testament Christians today is that it really God has given us a purpose. You know, God has given us uh, our responsibility while we're here on earth. And, you know, sometimes we talk about uh, purpose, you know, even sometimes in a spiritual context, a little bit too loosely. You, you know, I mean, you know, we, we maybe we're looking forward to the rest of our life and we're saying, okay, well, what's my purpose in life? Is my purpose in life going to be uh, to be a doctor or to be a lawyer? Or, you know, what what's my you know, even, you know, some people call it a, a calling or something along those lines. And and really what the Bible focuses on is this purpose that God is, has given to us uh, that's, that's uh, really even a lot more general but still specific to his people. Uh, you know, if you are a child of God, you have a purpose. You have a responsibility. You know, we don't have to wake up in the morning wondering what it is that we're supposed to do or wondering what it, what it is that our purpose is. We have, we have an objective. And, uh, and of course we read about that in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 and 20, where it says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Uh, you know, and, and in essence, you're, you're summarizing really what, or Jesus was summarizing what our objective would be is that that is to to make disciples of all nations. Mm-hmm. The the be light, be salt to the earth. Yeah. The right. I was just thinking about the uh, the Sermon on the Mount. You're you're saying earlier about you know the the worries that Joshua has and the, the trouble that, that he may have on his mind, and you know the kind of things in New Testament connections for us. In the Sermon on the Mount, uh, Jesus brings up in chapter 6 the, uh, anxi- the anxiety that we have in this world. Uh, I use the New American Standard Bible, and they always put titles, you know, on certain sections. And they have this title right. on that section, Matthew six twenty-five, the cure for anxiety. But it's not a cure. <laughs> it just tell- right. all, all Jesus <laughs> is telling you is here's how you deal with anxiety. You're always going to have it. But how do you deal with it? Yep. You're always going to have worry. You're always going to have trouble. You're going to have difficulty. But how are you going to deal with it? And so he, he goes through this, uh, Jesus talking to his disciples, pretty much saying, you know, if you're going to be a disciple of mine, here's what you need to, to do. And, and you need to not worry about, you look around in the world about, what, what about my food and my clothing and, and shelter and all these things? God knows you need these things. And he, he will uh, make sure you, you have it. But there... Verse 33, here's your purpose. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And man, how true that is for us today. We got There are so many things out there that are are, are on us, and we are so worried about the political climate, the the uh, upheaval, the division going on in our country, and the things going on in the world with Iran and China and Russia, all these things. And these worries, they distract us from what's more important. You know, right, yesterday... You know, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I, well, I was just going to make a comment based, you know, uh, on what you said. I really like what, you know, the, the direction you're going with that, because, you know, we... We, what often bothers our conscience is, you know, where do I fit in all of that, all that clutter, all of that, you know, all these things that distract our minds and everything, what, where do I fit? 
uh, what, what am I supposed to do about it? You know, and it, it really bothers our conscience because, you know, we wonder whether or not we're, we're fulfilling our purpose in this whole bigger picture of things. And if we believe in God, then, you know, we believe that, that we're supposed to be doing something, but what is it that we're supposed to be doing about it? And, and God, God really leads us in, in the direction that he wants us to go, but we just have to find a way to, to separate ourselves from all the, like I said, the clutter and, and kind of zone in, okay, this is what, you know, when I wake up in the morning, I have, I have this purpose. This is what I'm supposed to do. Now, there are different ways to do it, but, uh, but this is what I'm, this is what, this is what my purpose in life is. God, God provides that for us and he secures it for us. Yeah. Just like God told Joshua, you know, stick with me, stay with me and I want to stick with you. I'm going to uh, take care of you like I take care of, took care of Moses. Just stick with me. Seek my righteousness. That's what Jesus said there in Matthew 6. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And he'll take care of you. Don't worry. Yeah, the worries are going to be there, but you can manage those. Oh, you know, it just popped in my head. It's just like, and this is going to seem disconnected, but it's not. All the way back in the beginning with Cain and Abel. Remember when uh, they were giving their offerings and and uh, God accepted Abel's offering, but uh, not Cain's. And that upset Cain. And God came to him and said, Why is your countenance fallen? If you do well, will it not go well with you? But take, be, be careful, he tells him, for Satan is crouching at the door, and his desire is for you. And do you remember what else he said there at the very end? But you uh-huh. must master it. And what we sometimes miss there is when God said you must master sin, he's saying that is that that sin, that problem, that anger issue you got, Cain, that's always going to be there with you. You're going to have to figure out how to manage that and take control of it. Don't let it control you, your emotions there. Mm-hmm. Same thing here in Matthew six, twenty five and following. Anxiety is there crouching at the door, and its desire is for you. But you, we've got to master it. It's always going to be there and be a problem, but we've got to ha- keep control over that. Like uh, with, right. for me today, uh, it used to be when I would get angry as a, a young person, I kind of blow up. You know, I'd get, I'd get take complete control of me. But now I have master over that, and I'll just take a deep breath and I'll be angry, but I can be very calm in my anger because I mastered it. And I have control over mm-hmm. that anger. And the same thing with any, you can put anything into that situation. And I think that's what God was dealing with with Joshua there in chapter 1. Jesus is talking about his disciples, about anxiety here. And we see example, example, example all throughout the New Testament and the Old. That very same thing. And in all things, be strong, very courageous, and seek God first. Inquire of him, pray to him, turn to his word, whatever it might be. And then we will mm-hmm. find that strength, and we'll find that courage. But you got me You're inspired. Right. You got me inspired, there, Sage. I want to preach this on Sunday morning, <laughs> baby. I don't know. <laughs> hey, go ahead. It's not. It's not my message. It's God's message. So it needs, it needs to be taught. What well, is that? Is some good yeah. stuff. They they are blessed down there to have you, Sage, and uh, and it's always I appreciate that. Great, I think, for these congregations uh, to see this, see you coming along where you're at, and watch your growth and your understanding and spirituality and the things of God, and for them to be part of that. 
I had that blessing, or not had, but I have that blessing here at North Valley. And I got here as my first work, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, they have uh, seen me uh, grow in my understanding. Uh, I've been here to watch them grow and baptize some of their children, and it's such a blessing. God has uh, blessed us in so many ways, and North Valley is my Philippi. You know how much Paul loves Philippi. This, this is my Philippi, and I hope that that congregation there is your Philippi, and that, that is going to be a great blessing for you and for your family. Hey, um, what are you going to be preaching? Do you, do, well, do you know yet what you're going to be preaching on uh, next Sunday? Well, I'm actually not going to be preaching next Sunday. Uh, we have uh, another uh, minister that, that uh, does some preaching for us as well, and um, uh, his name is Wayne Roberts, and he does an excellent job, but I actually won't be preaching this upcoming Sunday. Oh, you get a so, break. Oh, man, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can get, take advantage of that and get caught up, maybe write some articles and get 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 a, a, a leg up on things. All right. That so is I actually – so, I, when I when I came to Creekside, I, I actually had a bit of a shift in um, uh, position. Uh, I'm I'm actually now the the youth and family minister here at, at Creekside. Oh. Uh, so uh, the preaching that I do uh, is uh, you know in addition to uh, uh, other responsibilities that have a have a different angle. So I'm actually the the youth and family minister here at, at Creekside. Okay, uh, well, I didn't know is, that, but still, that's been working out really well. That's good. Oh, man. Well, I'm, I'm super excited for you always, and I'm so glad that uh, the Lord has uh, given you this opportunity there. And I know from what I've seen and knew of you while you were here in the Arizona area that you got a, you got a mind and heart for God, and you're, you're going to be a blessing for them. Just like uh, God said uh, to Joshua, just be strong, be courageous. Thank you, Sage, for uh, joining us here on uh, Redeeming the Time. And uh, I hope you uh, get to be here with us next week as well. Uh, for everyone out there who's listening to us, uh, we're, our time is uh, coming down. And I just want to encourage you all to, to th you know, take these things into to your minds and heart. Think about the things of Joshua. Look at that passage when you get home. I know you're probably going to be in your car driving when you're listening to this. But if you're listening to it online, please uh, leave us a comment, uh, send us a, a, a note, go to our website, www.nvcoc.net. Click on that radio mic and you can leave comments on the programs there. You can catch this program, all of our previous programs. And I'm also working on getting us onto a Google Play's podcast, iTunes podcast. I'm just waiting for all the uh, verifications uh, to come through on that. And I'll get that posted uh, not only on the program, but on our website as well. But may the Lord bless you in all that you do. And as always, Redeem the time. Make the most of every opportunity that the Lord has provided you. Thank you, and God bless. Read the message out. Sending up to sweep away till she'll dawn the better day. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. Till the sinful world be one for Jehovah's mighty son. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.